0: How do you start a negotiation? Should you ever make the first offer? And if you do make the first offer in a negotiation, what should that offer be? Is there a plan? Is there a strategy? Or do you just play it by the seat of your pants? We're going to address all of those things on today's episode of the Do This Sell More Show. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. And today we're talking about making a first offer in a negotiation. That's right, we're talking about how you open up a negotiation with a counterpart. How do you set your strategy for your first offer? Should you ever make the first offer? We're going to talk about that on the show today. I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. And those of you who are brand new to the show, you can find this show every day at 5 p.m. on YouTube. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts join us subscribe download the show every day we do these segments every day we keep them to 10 minutes or less we also present you with interviews that get inside business strategy and we give you the inside business secrets we take you inside the bs the bull and we cut through it all so that you get the straight scoop on best practices with things that are going on in business today Our show today is all about the first offer in a negotiation. That's right. How do you make a first offer in a negotiation? Well, there are only three things that can happen with a first offer in negotiation. Number one, you let the other side make the first offer. Number two, you make a first offer and you stake out a position that's at an extreme end of the first offer. Number three, You make your first offer, you make your best offer, and that's your final offer. Those are the three things that can happen with a first offer in negotiation. Let's break it down for you. We're gonna break it down like a fraction. Let's take each one of those. Number one, let the other side make the first offer. This is always, always, always my preference. I always want the other side to make the first offer in any business negotiation. Why? because that gives me a baseline, that gives me the minimum, the floor, for what the other side is looking for. If you're dealing with an inexperienced negotiator or a negotiator that doesn't have a real plan or a strategy, you may get a legitimate first offer. You may get something that the other side will be willing to accept right away. You may get something that is favorable to you. You may get something that you would have accepted right away. Of course, you never accept the first offer, but you know where the other party stands. If you're dealing with an experienced negotiator, you're probably going to get an extreme position, and that's fine because that sets the framework. That sets a guide. It sets the table from where you can begin, and then it allows you to move forward. The second thing that can happen in a negotiation is you get a sense that the other side is not going to make a first offer on their own. So you're going to have to do it. You may be backed into a corner on something, or you may want to jump start the negotiation. So you're going to have to make a first offer. What first offer should you make? That first offer always has to be extreme. So if you're the buyer, the first offer has to be really low. If you're the seller, the first offer has to be really high. You have to set the parameters that are going to shock the other side and that's your goal with the first offer. You wanna set a framework where the other side is shocked and they're going to have to come back with something that's extreme on their side but you're going to narrow it down from there. You want them to be hit in the mouth right away with something where they say to themselves, oh my goodness, I don't know where we're gonna go from here. You want them to be in a mindset psychologically where they're thinking to themselves, we have to concede a lot in order to get this guy to move. We have to concede a lot in order to get this woman to move. We have to concede a lot to get these people to move. That's the idea behind making an extreme offer. The third scenario, first, best, and final, this really isn't much of a negotiation at all. If you're making a first, best, and final offer at the outset, you're saying to the other party, look, here it is, take it or leave it. A lot of people don't respond well to this type of ultimatum. What you could use this for and what I've used it for in the past is I come out with a first, best, and final offer from an economic standpoint, but there are a dozen other deal points where I have flexibility. So if I know that I don't have any wiggle room economically, I will say, here's what we have to do. This financial point is where we have to be. I have no flexibility on this. I do have flexibility on, and then I lay out two or three other things where I have some flexibility. And I say to the other side, we can negotiate on these. And again, with the points where I have flexibility, I always wanna stake out some sort of an extreme and work my way back from the extreme in the other areas. But occasionally when I'm boxed in and I don't have financial flexibility, or if it's on another deal point and I don't have flexibility on that deal point, I will want to make a first best and final on that deal point And tell the other side, tell my counterpart, I don't have any opportunity to move here. This is what I got on this. There's no flexibility there whatsoever. On these other things, I do have some flexibility. What that allows me to do is that allows me, number one, to build up some goodwill. And I say, look, I can't move on this. I'm telling you I can't move, but here are some things where I can move. Let's talk about these other things. And all throughout the negotiation, my counterpart is going to test that first best and final offer and they're going to want me to move on it. I'm not going to be able to move, but I'll make an offer somewhere else where I can move each time. As long as I maintain that flexibility, I'll probably be okay. I never want to phrase my first best and final offer as a take it or leave it. I always want to say, listen, I've got no flexibility here, but I do have flexibility here. Again, I try to avoid scenario three. My preference is in order that I've introduced them to you here. I want to let the other side make the first offer. That's my. That's always my preference. I always want the other side to tell me where they stand first, even if it's an extreme position, even if I think that position is a bunch of garbage. I want to know where they stand. I want them put in a box first. The second choice is to make an extreme first offer. I'll hit them in the mouth with something, get them psychologically conditioned to the extreme position, and then I'll work back from there to a point that I can. And then the first, best, and final. If I have to, that's where I'll go, but I want flexibility in other areas. First offers are kinda tricky. And the key in any offer, whether it's a first, or if you're in the middle of the negotiation and there's offers going back and forth, The way you make the offer is you make the offer and you shut up. You don't make the offer and then equivocate. There's never any back off when you make an offer. You make the offer and then you shut up and you let the other side respond. If you have to negotiate, there's a give and take. There's always exchange of value for value. You never reduce your offer after making it without a concession on the part of the other party. Offers are an exchange of value for value. Offers can demonstrate goodwill. And remember, when you're making the offer, you're negotiating the position. You're not attacking a person. So you never want to get caught up in the emotion of the situation when it comes to an offer. You're making an offer of an extreme case and they're going to respond, and they may respond emotionally, you can't show any emotion. You just shut up, you stay quiet, you let them respond emotionally, and then you wait for a counter. If they've made an offer that's extreme, you don't respond emotionally, again, I would let some time go by, I would shut up and let the time speak for itself, and then when I make the counter offer, I make the counter offer without emotion or equivocation first offers are really important because they set the table. I've outlined for you the three ways to handle a first offer. I want you to go out and try this. I'm I'm encouraging you to try this today in your negotiations because you'll understand a lot more about your counterpart when you stake out one of these positions and you see how they respond. Remember, Divorce yourself from the emotion of the first offer. Try to let the other side make the first offer. If you have to make a first offer, make it extreme. And if you're backed into a corner and it's a first, best, and final, you need to make sure that that first, best, and final also conveys flexibility in some other area. This is the Do This Sell More Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and I'm here every day to help you get inside business strategy, to share the inside business secrets, and to cut through all the BS. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. Until then, stay healthy and stay strong.